Hi everyone, a few weeks ago we had a powerful combined church camp over the weekend called the Axe Church UK Getaway, and here is one of our recorded sessions. We hope that you'll be blessed by it. Words are powerful. Words are so powerful. Um, all of us here, don't you agree, at one time or the other we have been impacted by words, right? Um, the whole point about coming together for this getaway and to really dive deep into the theme of prophesying um, is, is understanding that words have power, uh, but God's word has the most power. You know, all of us here, we, we know, if you don't believe me, because maybe some of you here, you're thinking, what is this prophesying? What is, you know, this hokey, you know, what is this? No, no, it's, 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 it's as real as this, okay? Words have power. You know, how many of you have been hurt by something someone said before? Yeah? How many of you here have been happy just because you received something? Right? How many have opened up a, a letterhead and you, you see the words congratulations and then men, right? And you got a job, congratulations, you got a visa, congratulations, you got accepted university. And, and even before you read the rest of the letter, even before you truly know what it's about, because it could be like a fake one, right? Congratulations, you know, uh, you have just won a lucky draw and, you know, please submit your bank account details. But, but you know, and then we end up being hurt by those words. <laughs> but then, congratulations, it, 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 it fills us with joy. Right? And so does words like, unfortunately. Right? Have you, have you invited someone or, or applied for a job? Do they say unfortunately nowadays or what do they say? They don't, they do, do they just ghost you? No. Okay. Okay. So they only do that to the pastors. Okay, cool. No problem. How are you? <laughs> Nothing. You quit your job even though you hate your boss. Uh, thank you for the opportunity, and we hope we can work again professionally in the future. Your pastor who cooks chicken rice for you, you bail on him. You know. Anyway, just processing, just processing. Words. <laughs> Words. Words, friends. And so, in, in, in the theme of, of, of the, 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 you know, I, I, how many of you just really love what uh, God has been doing? Amen. And uh, I just feel like every... Every moment, every session, and I'm sure you guys have a lot of meaningful conversations as well. I think God's just adding and adding and just weaving this beautiful tapestry. You know, uh, it, you know, those who have an ear, you will hear and you will understand that God's been weaving a beautiful tapestry over you know, every five-minute prophet, uh, over every session. You know, in fact, you know, yesterday, you know, when you guys had like a, a panel, Right, uh, you know, you can see the, the 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 weaving of the Holy Spirit, just weaving the words and everything together, amen. And uh, and and I I just love what God is doing, and 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 just like what Man saying, and so powerfully declared uh, that it needs to repeat, it needs to repeat, it needs to go on. We we can't just go like, hey, I just want Cam and sign me up for next year. Next year's too late. It needs to repeat. It needs to... Oh, okay, cool. Oh, yeah, sure. They're, implying, they're telling me to stay put. Okay. It needs to continue. And, and my hope and my, my encouragement, if I, if I can do something this morning, is that uh, I, I want to encourage you guys and help you guys to, to keep going, uh, to keep prophesying, to keep declaring God's Word. You know, all of us here, like I said, you know, we've been hurt by painful text messages. We've been hurt by, you know, uh, uh, certain words. And maybe for some of us, it goes much more deeper than that. Uh, you know, it, maybe there are certain words that have been declared over your life while growing up. You know, maybe you were told that, you know, you, you, you won't amount to much. Maybe you've been told that, you know, uh, uh, you, 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 you are not talented enough. And that you know that you were born in the wrong country, or or or, or, or I don't know what other things, but but words uh, have an effect on us, and 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 so today, if if, if I can share with you one thing is that I, I want to teach us how to continue to declare God's word because as 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 beautiful as congratulations is, God's word is even more beautiful. Amen. You know, and, 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 and no matter how painful, you know, what you've gone through, I want you to know that God's Word can heal. And so if, if you want to take down any notes for today's message, the title I put to this message I want to share this morning is called Choose Your Words. Choose Your Words. 
Amen. Choose your words. Words have so much power. You know, we had one girl from Bristol uh, who last minute, she wanted to come, but last minute she, she couldn't because, because she received a word via text message that says you've been pinged. I don't know, maybe the text didn't say you've been pinged, but you know, you've been in close contact. And certainly close contact now, you know, uh, limits us. Do you, do you see the power of words operating in our lives? And so I, I want to teach us how to, how to be Christians that begin to know that, you know what, if, if, if I'm so affected by words, uh, 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 the good news is this, I am not helpless. And that I have a God who identifies himself as the word. This is how, how, how much God loves you, how, how, how real God is. He knows that the words have destructive power and He knows that we can feel hopeless sometimes when the wrong word comes, a wrong letter comes, you know. Uh, from, from fortunate to unfortunate is just two letters, un, U-N, not the United Nations, but un. And everything changes. And that's why Jesus says, I am the word made flesh. And if we begin to become people that over this, this, after this getaway, I want us to get hungry to God's word. And not just hungry to just read up, but, but, but read up so that we can declare. Read up so that you can speak over your life and over your situation. As powerful as a, a text message from the NHS uh, uh, can either limit you or, 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 I don't know, set you free, like your quarantine is over, you're free to go, uh, the Word of God is even more liberating. And so I want to I help us today uh, to not only choose words, but, but, but I want to give us some pointers on, on three things that we can declare every day. Three things that, that, that as we learn to declare, it will have so much power and, and it will lead us into purposeful and beautiful living. And, and as, 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 as uncontrollable as the world is, like I said, you know, sign up for getaway and just like that, one text message, one phone call and all your plans get messed up. As uncontrollable and as chaotic as the world that we're living in right now, I want you to know that God is and always will be in control. So one of the things that will liberate you, one of the things that will set you free is, is, is that when you learn to declare who God is. And that's my first point. Declare who God is. So who is God? Well, He's Jesus. Who is God? He is the Father. Who is God? He's the Holy Spirit. Well, technically, those are their names. Those are their titles. But, but who are they, right? If I ask you, who is Tiong? You just Tiong. Tiong is Tiong. Okay, but, but who is he? Right? Well, what, what, what is he like? And for that, I want us as Christians to, to, to go to the Word of God. And, and so if you can turn with me to Exodus chapter 34, verse 6 to 7. Exodus 34, verse 6 to 7 is, is really beautiful. And, and here's a little kind of like Bible trivia for you. This is the first time God introduces Himself. This is the first time God introduces as As, as much faith as Abraham had, uh, 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 he, he never really once asked God, hey, what, what are you about, God? But Moses, as imperfect as he is, hungered for God so much that he says, God, I want to see your face. And God says that, Moses, you're not holy enough. One day, well, God didn't say, but I imagine him say that one day, he, God knew that Jesus would come and, and, and on the cross, that man meant for evil, he will turn it for good. And, and one day, we will be able to be in God's presence and see him face to face. But, but it was almost like God saying to Moses, but until that day comes, uh, well, I, I, I can do the second best thing, which is I can, I can show you my back. And, and you can at least see me from behind. Because if you see me from the front, you, you will melt. But if you see me from behind, you will live. And, and as he walked past Moses, God began to introduce himself. So, so if you ever wonder, what is God like? Because sometimes we live in a crazy world and you meet Christians and there are crazy Christians. 
who can have a million and one crazy ideas about God and that's why we need to go to His Word and this is God's own uh, uh, introduction to who He is. And let's read together. And the Lord passed before Him and proclaimed, The Lord, the Lord God, merciful, gracious, long-suffering, abounding in goodness and truth, keeping mercy for thousands, forgiving iniquity and transgressions and sin, by no means clearing the guilty, visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children and the children's children to the third and the fourth generation. Right? And so, let's pause here for a while. Right? Let's, let's just keep this, Michael, let's keep this flash up. And so this is, this is God introducing Himself. And so what, what does your pastor mean when he says, learn to declare who God is every day. So every morning when you wake up, learn to create this new habit. And begin to say that, God, I know who you are. And you are merciful. How many of you need God's mercy every day? Amen. How many of you have received an email and go like, Lord, have mercy. Amen. And how many need God's grace every day? I do. And the beautiful thing is this. Is God merciful? Yes. And, and be, how? How will we know? Because He declared it. And so every morning now, begin to declare who God is. Say, God, no matter what email I'm going to get, how many know that you need to turn to God first before you check your email? You know, otherwise it can mess you up. The people who work will understand. The students, you'll catch up soon. And you begin to say, God... Train yourself. Come on, young adults, before you check your first email, train yourself. Before you scroll on the Instagram, train yourself to say, the Lord is merciful. Oh Lord, today I need your mercy so much. I'm going to have a performance appraisal review. I need your mercy so much. God, I don't think I prepared enough uh, for, for whatever, but Lord, I know that you are gracious. God, you are long-suffering. Don't let that old Englishy word throw you off. Some translations you have will know this. It means slow to anger. Have you ever felt that God's angry at you? Have you ever woke up full of regret because you know what you did last night? And you know that God knew what you did last night? And yet you know that even though you know that God know what you did last night, that you know that you need His help today? And you're wondering, but will He answer me? Shall I just try to brute strength this problem by myself because right now I'm not in the good books with God because I'm, you know, because, you know, if He knew what I did yesterday and I know He knew that what I did yesterday, uh, he, he's, he's going to be mad. I'm here to tell you that God is not your mom or your dad, but He is your father. I, I, I love this, you know, uh, a little phrase. It's not biblical, but it's from Guardians Galaxy Volume 2. Where Yondu turns to Star-Lord and says that I might not be your father, but I'm your daddy. And God is saying that he might not be your mom and dad, but he is your father. And he's slow to anger. Does God get angry? Do we make mistakes? Do we need to change our mistakes? Yes, yes, yes. But God is slow. He's gracious and he's slow. Which means that even though, and there are days where we wake up and go like, oh, Shouldn't have done that. I was too weak. Oh, I messed up. Oh, God, you must be so mad. I mean, you must be. The devil wants you to wake up full of guilt. The devil wants you to wake up and go like, I am a mess. And I'm a messed up. I just got to give up, blah, 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 blah. But no, God wants you to wake up every day going that, yeah, you might have messed up, but I'm slow to anger. I'm slow to anger. And, and I am abounding, slow to anger, but abounding in goodness. Have, have you done something for a loved one uh, uh, lovingly but mad before? Have, have you done it? You know? Have, or maybe some of you have it done to you before. How many of you had a parent? Let's start with that first. You know, who, you know, I don't know. How, how many of you have parents who, who fix you breakfast? You know? How many of you have received a passive-aggressive cup of hot chocolate or Milo from a parent before? <laughs> and you know what I'm saying? Right? But, but how many know that God's not passive-aggressive? Uh, how do you know that, Pastor? It doesn't say here. No, no. The Lord, merciful, passive. No, no. He says merciful, gracious, slow to anger. Not just good, but abounding. Abounding. That's a good word. Abounding. If you receive a letter that says abounding, your bank account is abounding. Oh, you will be happy. Right? Abounding. Abounding in goodness and truth. 
keeping mercy for thousands. A lot of us get tripped up by going like, oh no, in, in visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon generations. No, no. But it says keeping mercy for thousands. That means that God is saying that I, I love you and I will keep showing mercy to you for thousands of generations. But He's also not just a good God for the sake of good. He's also a God of justice. And that's why it says here, but also by no means forgetting the crimes of the world. By no means not seeing injustice. But when there's injustice and when there's real crime and when there's a real guilty verdict, He will visit the iniquity, the sins, the crimes to the children and children. And that's not saying that God punishes children. It's just saying that God is so, so just that He will not let any crime. Just like what Man Singh said, if you destroy His temple, He will destroy you. He's not saying He's a mean God, but He's saying that I love it that much. How many of you have lost something precious? You know, how many of you remember the time where you, you prayed so hard and begged so hard and, and, and did so well for your exam only for your mom or dad to buy you that, I don't know, PlayStation or Xbox or bicycle or, or you know, for, for my wife, um, uh, Hello Kitty pencil box, only to have your younger sibling come and wreck it apart. And then when, and when that happens, you go like, I want to end you right now. And that's a pencil box. That's just a pencil box. And what God is saying that every life is precious. Don't let anyone tell you that God doesn't see. God sees. And He sees enough that He says that let, let me do the justice. Let me do the math. But you also see that even when God does, you know, uh, stretch forth His hand of justice and, and maybe punishment, he, he does it. There's a limit to it. To maximum four generations. And what God is saying here is not literally that, you know, if you do something wrong, your great-grandchildren will, will be the last generation. God is saying that, no, no, the, the, do you see the, the extent of my love? Thousands. And the limit to my punishment, four generations. How many know that four generations compared to 1,000 generations? That, that's a big gap. God uses big words so that we, it gets into our brain. Amen? And so every morning, I want you to declare this. I want you to say that God... I am, I am not enough, God. I'm not, not, not clever enough, not good enough. Uh, and I know this, but God, you are more than enough. And I can boldly go to you because, God, I know that you are a gracious God. You are a merciful God. Come on, this is how you need to prophesy. I guarantee you, if you just take pictures of this getaway and, and of your food, of the sessions, whatever, and that's all you take away from this getaway, then, then, then you know, that's not going to be a breakthrough in your life. But if you will begin to say that every day, you know, I'm going to declare who God is. The world is, 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 is crazy and always changing. So I can never let, and friends, don't ever let the headlines dictate you. Those are words too. And, and we're living in a world today where headlines change. Christmas might be cancelled. Christmas is not cancelled. Cases are rising. Things should shut down. Cases are surprisingly not rising anymore and things seem to be happening well. Vaccination intake is slow. Vaccination intake is high. Side effects no longer happen. You know, you know what I'm saying? And so the world is always going this and that. Why? Because I can tell you as a person who used to work in the media, bad news sells. And when I read the newspapers, I know exactly what that stinky editor is thinking. He's saying that if we put a, 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 a title that is, is, is you know, eye-catching enough, it's going to lead to clicks and likes and advertising. But they don't care that it messes people up. And so if you're going to live your life based on the headlines, it's going to mess you up. But when you live your life based on who God is, even when the world is messed up, you're still going to be okay. Why? Because He is merciful. He is gracious. He is slow to anger, abounding in goodness and truth, keeping mercy for thousands. That means that when you honor the Lord, thousands of generations later will benefit. Do you know that we're standing here today? We celebrated the ninth anniversary today. It's, it's, you know, some of you maybe might or might not know this, but, but Pastor Ken and I, we didn't start this church. We, we just came to help. The person who started is, some of you don't even know him or have never met him. He's this legend by the name of 
Lazarus Takawira. And it doesn't get more God than this, that a Zimbabwean student will have an opportunity to study in this little town in Malaysia called Nilai. And somehow God brought this person to our church and he will be discipled and full of faith that in his final year, he suddenly had an auntie in London who popped up and says that, why is my favorite nephew wasting his final year away in Malaysia? Let me pull some strings and at least allow him to transfer some credit over so that he can graduate from London with a UK degree and not a Malaysian degree. Words, friends. Words. Right? People with Malaysian degree, we love you. But words, right? Words. And so, this person came over and by faith, felt purposed by God to start something with two other people. And, uh, you know, church grew and before you know it, a new family's added and you had like Toby, Rora and their family. And then, you know, it's just kind of, and, when, and, and continue to grow. And I'm saying continue to grow by faith. Because, you know, every, every, I mean, sometimes when we say continue to grow, we think, that, oh yeah, well, and that, that's how it grows. No. By the time Ken and I came in, I think year three of ex life, or year two and a half, uh, uh, church was the powerful, outstanding number in ex of 10 people. Ken and I made up the round number of 10. And, and, and today we can rejoice, you know, by the growth, the slow and steady growth. In fact, I shouldn't even say slow, by the steady growth. Because every life is precious. The world wants to, to, to measure success by a certain way, but that's not how God measures success. Amen? So long story short, because of that faith, thousands of generations, we're not thousands yet, we're just year nine and we're already blessed. And that that, that step of faith, of honouring God, led to some people crazy enough to start something in Bristol. And then, you know the rest from Bristol, Edinburgh, to, you know, and, and do you see how every step, generations, generations. That young man who was born in Zimbabwe, who wouldn't have one day imagined that God would use him to bless generations of believers. Not just in London, but in Bristol and Edinburgh. And every generation, do we just benefit from one generation? No, every generation then builds on on another generation. Do you see, friends? And so as I'm telling you this, I, I, I also want to take this opportunity when we come together as a church to, to not just go through another message, but you hear our heart of, of who we are and who God has called us to be. Amen? And, and that's what God means by, you know, I will, I will show my, my goodness. I will keep showing mercy. I will keep forgiving. You know, I will keep, you know, loving you for thousands and thousands. You know, every good thing you do, I will cause it to prosper and multiply for thousands and thousands. And every life is precious. Amen. So, so friends, okay, I know I'm running out of time, but, but start by declaring who God is. The Bible is full of, 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 you know, other descriptors there, but I, I just wanted us to give, you know, the, the, the taste, or get a taste of, of at least when God first introduced Himself. But of course, you can go through the Gospels and, 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 you know, you have Jesus declaring, you know, I am the bread of life. I am the way, the truth, and life. Declare that. God, I, I feel so lost today. But Lord, I declare that, you, that, that I am no longer lost because you are the way, the truth, and the life. When, friends, when you start your day declaring that, it's going to be powerful. Point number two is this. Declare who God says you are. Start with God and get rid of yourself. I mean, we all have different ways to describe who we are. Yesterday, there was a game where a lot of people use drawings to describe who I am. Apparently, I have a round face, facial hair, and glasses, and that's all it takes. I'm so common. And if I live based on who you say I am, uh, uh, it, it, might, it might, you know, deflate me. But I don't live by, and we shouldn't live by just what other people say about us. But we need to first and foremost declare and know who God says we are. And just to help us process this, let's turn to Second Scripture, Luke chapter 15, verse 1 to 10. Luke 15, verse 1 to 10. And uh, this, is, this is the heart of Jesus. 
And through this, I want us to, to know that this is where we stand. This is how Jesus looks at us. Then all the tax collectors and the sinners drew near to him to hear him, him being Jesus. And the Pharisees and scribes complaining, saying, This man receives sinners and eats with them. So he spoke this parable to them, saying that what man of you, having a hundred sheep, if he loses one of them, does not leave the ninety-nine in the wilderness and go after the one which is lost until he finds it? And when he has found it, he lays it on his shoulders, rejoicing. And when he comes home, he calls together his friends and neighbours, saying to them, Rejoice with me, for I have found my sheep which was lost. I say to you that likewise, there will be more joy in heaven over one sinner. This is, this is the, the, the economy of heaven. The world says the more, the better. When God says, like how Tiong beautifully put it, even our not enough is good enough for Jesus. But, but not just that, God is, God's economy is this, that he's, he's not interested in the crowds, He's interested in everyone. And even when one sinner repents, amen, there will be more joy in, in heaven when one sinner repents than over 99 who just need no repentance. Or what woman having 10 silver coins, if she loses one coin, does not light a lamb, sweep the house and search carefully until she finds it. And when she has found it, she calls her friends and neighbours together saying, Rejoice with me for I have found the peace which I lost. Likewise, I say to you, there is, there is joy in the presence of angels of God over one one sinner who repents. So who does God say you are? God says that you are precious. God says that you are precious. Let's, 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 let's go back and, uh, and, and uh, to the earlier slide and let me read you how precious you are. Right? God loves you and, and, and do, we, do we have mess that the Bible is so truthful? He calls, you know, the Bible calls a spade a spade. And so yeah, there were people nearing Jesus and among them were, were sinners. And the complaint, the complaint that people had about Jesus wasn't that, wasn't that he, he, you know, he, he was mean or anything, but that he embraced sinners and he eats with them. Don't let the devil tell you that you're good for nothing. Because God here is telling you that you might feel like trash, but you are his treasure. And not only does he receive you, Receiving one person is one thing. Eating with them is another. What do you think we designed the getaway in such a way where we can have meals together because that's something that happens when you eat together. Amen? I thought Malaysians who love eating would have a louder amen than that. You know, why? why right? And God is saying that not only do I receive you, yeah, I see your mess. God's not blind. And I'm not here to tell you that, oh, you don't have issues to work on. No, I say that despite your issues, God still loves you. And He's still not only willing to receive you, He's willing to, to take time out to sit down and eat with you. And when you, who are we that God would love us, but even if we go astray, God is a God who leaves the 99 and rushes for the one. And when He finds the one, He doesn't go like, you little stinky one, do you know what I had to do? Because that's what we think of God. God, you're here. And you think God is going like, ah, oh, oh, sin again, ah. Oh. Ah, oh. don't you know every time you sin, it's like you're crucifying Jesus all over again. And we grow up with so much condemnation. But that's not what the Word of God says. The Word of God never says that God guilt trips. No, God says that He is the God who receives sinners and all the sinners say. Amen. And He eats with us. That's who you are. You are God's dinner guest. That's who you are. So nobody invites you out. Have you been there before? You're on Instagram and go like, oh, fried chicken? Oh, that's nice. I always like to, you know, I, I don't, I try not to follow every church member because it, it, it pressurizes them. Uh, but once in a while, I, I like to, you know, some, one time I saw Michael uh, eating, <laughs> I saw Michael eating, <laughs> eating steak and I texted him and said, oh, thanks for the invite, Michael. <laughs> and, then, and then just like, just like, Adam, Michael immediately blame shifted to the woman. And then Michael says, ask Rochelle. <laughs> ask Rochelle. Nothing to do with me. Ask Rochelle. <laughs> now, all jokes aside. Even if, even if you feel like nobody cares, God cares. 
God cares enough to leave the 99 to go for the one. And when he gets the one, he doesn't go by, why you little? No, he takes the one. And the Bible says that he lives. They say that when he finds the one, you know, that was lost, you know, when he's found it, he lays it, he lifts it up on the shoulders. And then carrying it, rejoicing. Calling, and, and, and God is, you know, he's intentionally messing with people because some of you, I know my wife, Pastor Kia, has shared with me before, you know, gee, if I'm the farmer, I'll just cut my losses and move on. <laughs> and maybe some of us are like that, right? You're looking at this and go like, um, you know, I heard all these good things about Jesus, but you know, you know, confirm Jesus is not Asian because he's not money-grabbing, cutthroat enough, you know? An Asian businessman will go like, leave the 99, go for the one. No, 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 not worth it. No, no just, just cut the losses of the one. We move on with the 99, Right? You know, and then instead, it brings back the one. And, 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 and in, in so much love, calls the village, calls his friends, look what I found! And you're thinking, who would, who would do that? Because to even say, look what I found, is to admit that you've, you lost. And God is a God who's, who's not afraid of our lostness. God is a God who's not afraid of our mess. God is God who's not afraid of our weightwardness. He's the one that when we come back, He lifts us. He doesn't trample us. Right? He doesn't trample. He lifts us on His shoulders and calls a celebration. The same with the other one. Sweep the whole house. Would you, if you, if you, have, if you have 10 pounds made out of one pound coins each and one falls underneath your bed, do you go like, uh, no time for you. At least I got nine pounds. Or do you go like, time to have operation cleanup and find the one gold coin. And then when you find the one gold coin, you call all your housemates. Hey, housemates! <laughs> Emergency meeting! Or you share on the housemates chat. Uh, you know, take a picture. Guess what I found? Most of you will go like, not very clever this person. It's like, what's so big deal? What's such a big deal? You see, the irony is this. The world, the devil, the enemy wants to make you feel like you're no big deal. And, and you know what's the thing that is so beautiful about God? Is that He takes up, and He's not saying that this one is a bigger deal than the others. He's, he's saying that everyone is a big deal. Everyone is a big deal. Yeah, this one got lost. But it was a big deal that it got lost. And it was also a big deal that he is found. And so, how do you declare this? When you declare, God, I know I've got issues. I've got issues, Lord. But God, you love me despite of my issues. God, I know that I'm weak. God, I know that I'm not enough. But I also know that you are the God that leaves the 99 to spend time with the one. You are the God who even don't know. So you think that Jesus was, was you know, some scandal. Oh, you know, paparazzi found Jesus hanging out with people that later was exposed or that, that, that tycoon is, you know, embezzler and, and, and all that. And oh, you know, cancel Jesus. No, Jesus knew. Jesus knew who he was eating with and he ate with them anyway. That's the God. You ever go like, am I good enough for God? Yes. Good enough for God to bring you out for dinner. Good enough for God to, 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 to celebrate your return. You are good enough for God. You are precious enough to God. And that's why you need to declare over yourself every day. You're going to learn to declare that. Amen. We are not perfect. Far from it. The best example is my dog. Some of you know this. My dog is... Uh, to me, you know, when we first got her, she was a disappointment. Let me just put it out there. Because the word that we got was that she would be a border collie cross. Now, those of you who go back, you Google the words border collie, you immediately know how powerful those words are. Border collie. You see the, the picture of a dog that appears on all the pet food. And I go like, border collie cross. Yes, yes, yes. First of all, yes, my wife willing to, you know, agreeing to get a pet together. Yes, border collie, we found it. And then when we went, wow, my dog's dog mom was so well behaved. 
we went to the place to, to, to see the puppy for the first time, the, 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 you know, the, the, the dog mom, her name is Bluebell. And that's why we, we name our dog something with a letter B because we wanted to keep it in the, you know, B, Bluebell, so, so Ballad. And, and, uh, and then Bluebell, right? Immediately, and at the time, Pastor Cat doesn't love animals. She'll tell you this, I hate animals. She once told me when we were dating that when she was driving in Malaysia, if she sees a cat in the middle of the street, she drives faster. <laughs> so little was her information about animals that she thought the reflection of light on the cat's eyes was an ability that the cat could turn on by itself. <laughs> Do you understand? My wife thought that cats could... could could cause their lights, cause their eyes to light up. <laughs> and so that's why she was always saying that, why are cats' eyes so evil? Like, why do they, why do they turn it on when they see her? Go like, they don't turn it on, it's just reflecting the light. <laughs> but she went from a, I don't like everyone's to, wow, wow, this dog, wow, so well behaved. And then when she saw the puppy initially, she was a bit hesitant. And then I, I, I was the one who said, no, 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 no. Yeah, she, she might look different than the mom because, you know, they say cross. It means it's, you no know, cross is just a nicer way of saying half-breed, cross. Okay? Because words have power. You say half-breed, nobody wants. Cross, everybody wants. Words have power. So declare the right words over yourself. So you go like, cross. No, no, don't worry, don't worry. You know, if the mom is anything to go by, I don't know much about her dad. Some sort of hound called a lurcher. But, 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 but if anything go by, if the mom is so well behaved, no, look, be, be fine. Look, just like the mom. Long story short, doesn't look anything like the mom. Mom has nice long hair. Apparently, the dad must have short hair because my dog has short hair. And uh, mom is, you know, anyway. But nowadays, I tell you, if I ever even joke about selling the dog to Pastor Ken. Sometimes I would joke and I'd go like, you know, um, you know what, what if uh, God calls us to you know, move to America and plant a church, you know? Uh, why don't we just, you know, no, no, no such plans, don't worry, okay? But, but, <laughs> but if anybody here wants to plant uh, ex-America, come and talk to us, okay? Uh, uh, you know, uh, anyway, so I would sometimes joke, you know, that, oh, you know, uh, this dog is so, oh, causing so much hair, you know, I have to vacuum every day because of the dog. Let's just sell the dog. And then she'd be like, don't you dare. <laughs> and so, so why does she say that? Because the dog's captured her heart. Not because the dog is beautiful. Not because the dog is perfect. Not because, you no, know, our dog has, you know, she's quirky. And, and, <laughs> But she's very nice, you know. Uh, and she doesn't look like a dog that you can put to sell any pet food. <laughs> but she's so special. And she's so priceless to pass a cat. <laughs> Just for this simple fact. Pass a cat loves her. That's it. That's it. That's the day my dog trains to collect her own poop is the day I will say, oh, I love you. <laughs> but, but because I'm still her human pooper scooper, so, so, so for me, she's like, mm. but for Pastor Cat, yeah, same problem. It's not because the dog is full breed, pedigree, whatever, it's because love. Friends, I'm here to tell you, you are precious to God because you are loved. That's it. Your value is not because of what you place on yourself or what the world has placed on you. It's the value that God placed on you. Do, do you have that childhood toy that you will never give up ever? You know what I'm saying? How many of you grew up with a smelly blanket that you still have? Is that why I smell something when I walk, walk past out of the room? Now I'm just joking. But you know what I'm saying, right? How many of you, you know what I'm saying? You got, you, some of you, you got that, that ugly looking bolster that you had since you were a baby. It's soft, it's squishy, it doesn't support you anymore. It smells, but to you, it's comforting. Yeah? Some of you, you have that toy. You're grown up adult, but you still collect Legos because it's, it's sentimental to you. Do you know why? Because of the value you place on the thing. So we are precious to God 
not because of the value the world places on us, not because of the value we confer upon ourselves based on our achievements. It's because of the value that God puts on us, and that value is love. So declare that over yourself. God, you are full of mercy, abounding in truth and love for generations. You will love me and love me and love me. You are a Lord of justice. And when you see the wrongs, and so you, you, will, you will intervene. And so as I go through life, I am protected. Even though things might be stolen. Maybe I lost my iPhone. Maybe I lost my, my job. And Lord, I, I, I leave the justice to you. But I'm going to walk in your goodness for thousands of generations. Can you imagine you start the day declaring that over yourself? And then don't stop there. And then you say, and God, I know that I'm loved by you. Not because of what I have done, but because of what you have done. Not because of the value. Not because of what I did for my exam last week. Not because I come from a certain family. Not because of what I have or what I don't have. It's not because I've been fasting and praying, so therefore God loves him. No, no, God, you love me for the pure fact that you love me. And my value is because you love me. And, and nothing can tell me otherwise. You know that childhood toy that you have? That, that smelly blanket that you have? You know that thing that you're still hoarding? How many of you are hoarders here? Come on, raise your hand. I'm a hoarder too. Come on. Hallelujah. We're good people. We're good people. I see the hand. I see the hand. You know, you know why? Because we love much hoarders. We love much. We love much. We, 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 we keep the 99 and go for the 1. <laughs> anyway. No matter what, Hoarders understand this. No matter what, people say, why do you still want that? Dong, I know, is a hoarder. Because every week, he carries around. If you know, please buy him a, a bag, a carry bag. Could be Saints Street, could be anything. Just, just bless him with one. Because every week, as we set up for X Bristol, I see him carry that little Irwin's salted egg yolk uh, salmon skin crisps. Bag, not the crisps. He brought the crisps. We'll be happy to see him. No, just the bag. And inside is his shoes. His, his Sunday best shoes because he said, I'm walking up the, the hill, so I'm wearing sport shoes. But when I serve the Lord, I'll put on the shoes like the one he's wearing now. And he will be carried in this little Irwin salted egg yolk, salmon skin crisps. And I ask him, why do you still use that bag? He says that, recycling. <laughs> but, but you don't... But, but it's... You, Young. And he says that, but still, still can use. Still can use. How many of you have had something in your life that, 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 that people are saying, why are you still keeping that? And then you say, still can use. Yeah? Here's the good news. God says over you, still can use. Still can use. Come on, declare over your life. No? I know this, this for, for some of our non-Malaysian English-speaking friends. What? Tongues is this, still can use. <laughs> Pastor, the Bible says if you speak in tongues in public, you gotta you gotta interpret this. So so basically this interpretation interpretation, okay? So so Malaysians still can use is it means that it still can be of use. <laughs> and we shorten it to still can use. But it still can be of use. Friends, you still can be of use. I'm in my final year, you still can be of use. I'm just in my, I'm just a young working out under a picture, you can still be used. Declare that over yourself. Point number three is this, declare who God wants you to be. How I many know that God wants us? No, God, this is legit, right? So God's not just, oh, I love you, you don't have to change. How I many know that, you know, change is part of showing love? Right? We, we, we change. Right? Some of us, we, we... How many of you that you've been in a relationship before, you, you know, whether that relationship worked out or didn't work out, you know that you changed out of love for that relationship. Right? Some of you, you, you don't like certain movies, but because you started having, hanging out with a lot of friends who, you know, just want to go watch, you know, Marvel movies only, and then you're more of an art house connoisseur person, you know? And then you go like, you know, I, I, only, I only watch movies at Curzon, you know? If you don't know that, that means you're not arty enough. But those of you, if you know, you know, okay? Is this to kind of like, you know, you only watch those independent boutiques, small cinema that only sits five people, you know, independent, you know? That, that, that's your thing. 
And but because you hang out with friends who go like, hey, come and watch Eternals. <laughs> and they go like, oh, who are these people? They call themselves Christians. Their taste in movies are so bad. But their love is so genuine. Oh, they're, they're, they just talk about, you know, you know, food all the time. But their love for God is so genuine. Actually, I want, I want to have what they have. And if that means going to eat this weird thing called Sichuan food, because I'm saying this because, you know, our, our most cultured, you know, uh, a congregation, at least one of it, I'm sure Cambridge is so very cultured. By the name itself, it's cultured, right? We're ex-Cambridge. You know, this, you know we, we only... Anyway, uh, ex-Edinburgh is also they're always doing Western stuff, but ex-Bristol, you know, um, you know, they love hot and spicy, you know, Sichuan. And nothing wrong with it. I'm just using it as an example. And some of us here... You know, we go like, we never had that before, but okay, what is this thing called? Mala? I know Malaysia, but what is mala? You know? And okay, fine. You know, citron, mala, spicy, peppercorn. Okay, sure. You know? And you, you change. You change. And so God wants you to be better. And, and but that change, let me tell you this. This is why I say that you are love. First of all, God is love. And you are love because God loves you. And so when you do change, Please understand this as we're talking about declare who God wants you to be. Please understand this about change or changing yourself for God. God doesn't need you to change for Him to love you. We change because we are loved. I'm going to say it one more time. You don't need to change to be loved by God. You change because you are loved by God. And because God already loves you, you go like, how can I say the same? If the God I serve is a God that's gracious and slow to anger, how, how, how can I keep making Him angry? He's slow to anger. That means that in my mess, I can still go to Him. He's the God that leaves the 99 to go for the one. What a God. What a friend I have in Jesus. I'm so loved. And, and because I'm so loved, I, I just can't help but I want to change. I want to get better. A lot of our earthly relationships get messed up because we try to change to make the person love us and we end up doing stupid things. We end up compromising just so that we can get that love. We, 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 but but God's, God doesn't ask you to compromise. God loves you first and we change. We serve out of love. We, we, we even tell our friends about Jesus out of love. You know, Christianity is not some pyramid scheme, you know, get more members. Sometimes, you know, people who don't know Christians, don't know the true Bible, I, I understand sometimes the weirdness. Oh, is this church or MLM? You know, come join us. This is our leader. And on top of him, there's a leader. And then ultimately, you know, and, and if it doesn't spell pyramid even more, at the very top is Trinity. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you no, know, Give. No, no, no. We, we don't give to be loved. We give because we are loved. We serve not to be loved. We serve because we are loved. We invite friends for them to experience the love, not so that we are more loved. Amen? So let's go. John 17, verse 20 to 23. Declare who God wants you to be. Who God wants you to be. And, and how many know that Jesus has a hope in us? That's crazy, right? God who doesn't need anything chooses to hope in us, chooses to bet on us. We won't even bet on ourselves, but God puts money on us. And He says this, I do not pray for these alone, but also for those who will believe in me through their word. That's us. That they all, so is this just for His first century believers? No, that they all, including us, every generation of believers who believe because those who believe and those who believe spread the word all that they all may be one as you Father are in me and I in you that they also may be one in us that the world may believe that you sent me and the glory which you gave me I have given to them. How many know that God has given you His power given you His glory that they may be one just as we are one. 
I in them and you in me, that they may be made perfect in one, that the world may know that you have sent me and have loved them as you have loved me. I want us to focus on this, that they may be made perfect in one. Is God asking us to be perfect? No. But what God is asking us is that, but be perfect in being one with God. All of us here, different gifts and different strengths. We will never be the, the, the perfect one. You will never be the perfect son. You will never be the perfect daughter. You will never be one day the perfect parent. You will never be perfect. There are a lot of things you will not be perfect. Some of us will never be a perfect cook. Some of us will never be a perfect singer. Some of us will never be, you know what I'm saying? The list goes on. You know yourself. But you know one thing that God says that you can be? The one act of perfection that you can be? We can't even be perfectly holy with God. That's why Jesus had sent his son, uh, God had to send Jesus. Clarify, please. <laughs> that was complete wrong. That God has sent Jesus, his son. But God is asking us, if there's anything that you want to... Perfect just means this, right? You keep practicing. If you ask anyone that is ever good at something, they, they will tell you the secret is practice. We know this, right? I mean, I hate math. I hate math. I'm the weird Asian kid that's not good at math. Growing up in a Chinese school, can you imagine the sense of exile? Everybody looked at me like there was something wrong with me. I grew up in a Chinese school in Malaysia that everybody was good in math and bad in English. Guess what? Good in English, bad in math in a school that everybody spoke Chinese. So I felt I had no one. Every time I was bad in math, people looked at me like there was something wrong with me, with my DNA, like I wasn't Chinese. Because they believed that Chinese is good in math. So for anyone that is not good in math, it's okay. You are loved by God. And, and the thing is this, you don't have to be perfect. You don't have to be perfect but you can be perfect in being one with God. You, you might not be good at everything, but you can be good at being one with God. And it is in being one with God. What, what does being one with God mean? You know, that, that you desire to live a life where when you walk around, when people see you, is it, it, and we are perfecting, we are practicing. You know, where, where my story went is this, because I was halfway through, I was like, where did my story go? Okay, this is the point. Some of the, recently we've been raising some preachers up. They asked me, Pastor, what happens when you were sharing something and then you lose your train of thought? What happens if we lose our train of thought? I say, pray that it never happens. <laughs> but when it happens, pray anyway. So here's back in track. So I was bad at math and everyone just looked at me and go, just practice, just practice, just practice. And I felt like that was like the, the, the yuckiest thing to hear. Just practice, how dare you? But those of us who are good in math, I shouldn't say us, those of you who are good in math, <laughs> you will know that it's practice. Those of you who are good in, in music, you think Sam wakes up and strums the guitar by itself? Practice. If you shake his hand, touch his fingertips, it's all calluses. Practice. You think some of our people can just wake up and, and cook you know, food for 80 people, just like that. Practice. They cook for one. Then they cook for five. Then they cook for 10. Then they cook for 20. And before they know it, they're cooking for 80. Practice, practice, practice. And so how do we be perfect in being one with God? Practice, practice, practice. And tell yourself this every day. God, today, I want to be more at one with you than I was yesterday. God, today, no matter what it is, today, I just want to hear you a little bit clearer than I did yesterday. Practice, practice, practice. That's called being one. Today, God, I, I want to read. You know, I, I, I can't even wake up, but, but Lord, today, I want to wake up. And now that I can wake up, God, I can only, you know, read five verses before my imagination goes crazy. But today, Lord, Practice, practice, practice one more verse. And before you know it, you're doing four chapters a day. Before you know it, you finish the Bible. And even after that, the Holy Spirit will tell you, be perfect at being one. And so you practice and practice and practice. And so reading the Bible cover to cover one time is not enough. You want to do it again and again and again and again because you want to be one. 
you know, when, when I was doing long-distance relationship with Pastor Cat, I wrote her letters. I wrote her letters because back then, internet wasn't cool. And uh, it just wasn't around. <laughs> so wrote her letters. And I wrote her long letters. And my hope was that she would read the letters and read them again and again and again. Because I know for sure that the letters that she wrote me, the one card she wrote me, <laughs> I love her. I love her. I'm just, please, please, please don't misunderstand. I am not the top preacher puts on his wife. In fact, no, I, I'm, you know, uh, she knows it's not true. She, you know, I, I, you know she, she is the reason why, you know, so much of church happens, really. Pastor Cat. I'm just, you know, I always say that we are, we are you know, C-Trippy or R-3-D-2. I'm just the golden, shiny one that talks a lot. And she's the shorter, you know, R2-D2 that, that beeps and squeaks, but, but it's actually the one that's walking behind the scenes to save the day, everything, you know. Like, like she's the one that's, you know, getting the, you know, helping us find bus companies and, and, and getting the shopping done, organizing everything, you know, or, you know, organizing taxis for people, everything, you know. It's really, you know. Let's just give a hand to appreciate Pastor Cat. Because, you know, as a church, we really believe in honor and I don't want people here to think that, oh, it's about slagging. No, no, it's not. Right, we, we, we love, you know, husbands love their wives and wives submit to their husbands, but you know, we, they only submit because we love them, right? That, that's the, write that down for future, you know, if you ever struggle with that. Anyway, practice, practice, practice. Because I know that the letters that she sent me, I would read them and, you know, read them again and again. Practice, practice, one, go through it again and again and again and again. Do you, do you want to do that with God? I hope that you do. You know, I love that what, what Man Singh said, you know, it's about repeat, repeat, repeat. And then we've got to say that, God, you want me, your hope. Do you know that this is, the, we are the ones that can answer. Jesus says, I, I, I pray, this is his prayer. Do you know that God's given us the, the privilege to answer his prayer? Just, just think about that for a while. It's so crazy. God, Jesus is praying and hoping that we will be one. And every generation of us will be one, not only with each other, that's also a way to practice oneness, but also ultimately to be perfect and being one with God. I love the fact that, you know, what Man Singh said, and you probably hear this before, but what she said, that, that you could be the only representation of hope your friend will ever meet. You could be the only representation of Christ that your friends will ever meet. So would you practice in being one? I dream the day when, when all of us are, 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 are so much better at being at one with the Holy Spirit that when we go to work, you know, people just want to open up their lives to us. Because that's what people did to Jesus. That even though they didn't agree with Him, they were drawn to Him. Why were tax collectors and sinners drawn to Jesus? There was something in Him. And it wasn't just holiness. It was also kindness and love that drew them, that, that made them go like, I want to change so that I can have this person for the rest of my life. And Jesus says, come. And so friends, three things to declare every day. Who God is, who you are, and who God wants you to be. Every day declare. Start the day. God, I know who you are. And then begin to declare. Begin to read scriptures, declare scriptures of who God says He is. Begin to declare, God, I know who you say I am. Lord, I am loved because I am loved. Not because I am good, because only you are good. And lastly, God, because I am so loved, because I am so loved, I don't want to take you for granted. Because I am so loved, I don't just want to encounter you once a year. How many of you, if you really love someone, you don't want to have dinner with them uh, once a year? That's what we do for family members that we don't like. Don't like. Clarification. Don't like. Right? You know what I'm talking about. Uh, family gathering. Uh, once a year. Meet that weird uncle. But friends that you like, you'll be like staying and overstaying. Where you go like, I kind of need my... Space now. And then your friends will just love us. Oh, 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 sorry. You know, and you go, fine, you can stay a few more minutes. Oh, yeah. Because you love, you love the, the company of that person so much. 
So declare who God wants you to be. He wants you to be perfect in being one with Him, with the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Let's pray. Thank you, Lord. Lord, we thank you, Lord, that you are so good. And so, God, I just want to pray right now that you just fill us again with your Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, we need you. Holy Spirit, we need you. Holy Spirit, we need you. Holy Spirit, fill us. Lead us to scriptures that we can declare over our lives. You are the Spirit of truth that will lead us into all truth. So Holy Spirit, we need you because only you can even give us the push to wake up in the morning. Only you, Holy Spirit, can, can give us even the inspiration to, to read your word. It's you, Holy Spirit. It's you. It's you. So Holy Spirit, we need you to fill us again so that we can declare who God is. So that we can declare who, we, who God says we are. And we declare who God wants us to be. And it's still you, Holy Spirit, that even helps us to be who God wants us to be because you came to dwell in us and with us to lovingly pull us towards the right direction. Thank you, Holy Spirit. We love you, Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, we don't recognize you enough. We thank you, Holy Spirit. We love you, Holy Spirit. Thank you for ministering at this getaway. Thank you, Lord, that your presence is here even before we arrive. Thank you, Holy Spirit, that, that you're going to be with us every day. Thank you, Holy Spirit, that you will help us declare who God is. Thank you, Holy Spirit, that you will help us to remember who you say we are. Thank you, Holy Spirit, that you will help us declare and want to be who you want us to be. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus.